Warning, this podcast contains foul language, sexual situations, and discussions of drugs and drinking. Yeah. Welcome Welcome to to Fuck Shakespeare. All the naughty bits exposed. Our goal is to open your eyes to all the inside info that makes reading Shakespeare way more fun. Any episode might contain dick jokes or essay ideas or anything in between. So, So, listen listen up. up. I'm Erin. I'm Diana. <laughs> and we are feeling silly today. Spring is springing, even though it's February. God damn, did you see all the crocuses coming I in? I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. They're, uh, well, we're, we're, next week we're supposed to get freezing temperatures really? and oh, like 20s poor in the snow. Flowers. I know. I feel sad for them. I do too. Yeah, so the world is confused, and it's kind of like in Caesar, where the world is confused before Caesar gets killed. Yeah. Yeah. But even <laughs> even before, okay, no, not even, I don't, uh, before we came on air to talk to you, Diana and I were talking about how this play, even though we didn't go into it with guns a-blazing like we were totally, you know, gung-ho and interested, <laughs> but now that we're in it, there's so much interesting stuff. Like we were talking about last scene and Antony and how he was weeping and 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 we our hearts went out to him for yeah. having lost his father figure. And but at the very end of the scene, he's like, "No, no, don't clean up the body. Let's yeah. just carry it there. Let's carry it out in public the way it the way it is, so people can get riled up." So. <laughs> That's what Fox News does. That's what yeah. CNN does. That I mean, literally, that's taking the thing and going and totally profiteering off of like right. A C- Caesar is becoming yeah. a prop. Yeah. Suddenly, for a tool, to, a tool to enrage the populace. Where do we see that, my friends? Where do we see that? Yeah. And and the more we dig into this play, the more I realize that. well politics is just ugly no matter what but we we need to not only be media savvy check our sources check for multiple sources we also need to be politically savvy and recognize when they utilize something that happens and they tell it Partially, or they right. tell, they tell it, the story they want you to hear. Right. Instead so, of the whole truth and nothing but the truth. When, right. When did that go so away? So then everybody gets in an uproar and there's more fighting and more divisiveness. And the truth is that it's never how it's being rolled out. I yeah. don't care what side of the aisle you want or, or are yeah. on. And if you're s- sitting in your wherever you are now listening to us going, well, that's not true. The blah, 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 do blah, blah, blah. And the, we don't do that. Well, that's garbage. That's what this play yeah. is all it's about. Yeah. And it's true. If you read a headline and you go, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, that guy said that. And then you go to Google or bing 
and you uh, Google it or bing it and you find that that's not really what that person said. Like there's more to the story, but you need to be able to be politically savvy and media savvy and recognize that what you're being fed, the pablum you're being fed is not always the whole truth. Yeah. Doesn't matter where it comes from. Okay, I'm off. (laughs) But yeah, so Antony is a really interesting character here because he changes a lot from the first time we meet him. And he's also a very long-running character because he has his own play. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't know that Shakespeare was planning for that necessarily because he wrote Antony and Cleopatra much later. But maybe he was very fascinated with him in terms of being someone who seems like something on the outside. And then the more you dig, the more you find, oh, well, he's not quite so pure in his motives as he may have appeared in the beginning. So I love this about, like, let's make an opinion about a character. And then later on down the road, we may change that opinion based on what they say later. So Mm -hmm. that's cool. And I think Shakespeare's really good at that. Yeah. Particularly in this play. Yeah, but as Aaron has said many times, he lets you fall in love with Richard III of all crazy things. And then then you're not. Yeah, and Macbeth too. He lets you fall in love with him in a certain way. And then you don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, we have Brutus. We've gotten to know Brutus quite a bit. And then we, and now we're having Antony. And they are sort of the major characters who face off at the end, because at the very last scene, it's Antony eulogizing Brutus, which is really interesting how the play flips there. Bookend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have both of them in this scene speaking about what happened to Caesar and how it affected them personally and how it's going to affect the country. But notice the imbalance, because Brutus has 40 lines of this scene and Antony has 122 lines of this scene. So where is Shakespeare pointing you towards now, you know? Yeah, he's he is setting it up. Yeah. Just like you set up a joke. Yeah. He's long con. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sting. Yeah. Yeah. I heard so you great. can watch it on Netflix now. Oh, it's such a good movie. I haven't yeah. seen it since I saw it in the movie theater oh, in like nineteen seventy four or whatever the hell year it came out. Seventy yeah. seven, seventy five, around long there. Time whatever. Ago. We're old. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um And then notice that, uh, you're going to notice that Brutus is in prose, like he's very deeply uncomfortable. Right, well, he just killed supposedly his, well, maybe his father, but supposedly his father figure. And also his friend, for the good of Rome. And maybe he's second-guessing himself now, because you'll see in the beginning of Act 4, he's like, you know, Cassius led me down a bad path. <laughs> well, he, he you know, say later. He's you were say later. You were a grown, grown ass man, right? You, you could have made your own fucking decisions, right, right? And you just let your ego. I, I will be Rome. I will be the best choice, right? you know, kind of thing. You let that lead. You, you. let that. Yeah. yeah, you let that happen. Yeah. You didn't use critical thinking. <laughs> so Brutus is in prose and uncomfortable, and Antony is in verse, and he's sounding really noble and really wise and really carefully thought out, you know. So really interesting. Um, this scene, even though it's at a, they say it's at a pulpit where it's a public speaking place where the senators and such come out to speak to the people. Um, it's also very much like a courtroom. 
-hmm. And Shakespeare loves the courtroom drama stuff. Richard and Elizabeth. Yes. Very courtroom. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's a private scene between the two of them. But it's like the audience is the jury. You know, you decide. You decide what you think about these people. That's a great paper idea, too, in terms of thinking about some of the different scenes in the different plays and how... Right, that's a, that's a more thesis yeah. paper, but, Paper-like. like, yeah. you could do Winter's Tale, you could do Richard oh, yeah. III, you could do um, Julius Caesar. Uh, well, we have Merchant of Venice, Oh, Merchant right? of Venice, yeah, which right, is a really, exactly. that is an actual courtroom, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, but there are even, you know, in comedy scenes, there are places where this character faces off against this one, and the, the legal language creeps in, because mm-hmm. he's really interested in that. Yeah. Um, it's it's brings to mind you know something else that they, that they studied in Shakespeare's day in school even you, before seventh grade. You might still study it, yeah, to some degree, depending on where you go to school and depending on whether the teacher identifies it as this. But rhetoric uh, is a, a part of speech. Or, I mean, a way of speaking that's persuasive speaking. And how how do you measure your tempo and your pace as well as the words that you choose in order to persuade your audience so we have very amazing examples of rhetoric in this scene yeah and the mob we're calling this this episode the fickle mob because the mob becomes from here well we saw them as the very first scene the very first scene was the mob so that was a big heads up like these people are going to be important and the mob becomes a huge character in the middle of the play here. Never introduce a revolver if you don't intend to use it. Yes, yes. And when they first come in to eulogize, what's his name? <laughs> when they first come in to eulogize Caesar, Brutus says, Cassius, you take half the crowd over there and you tell them, you know, so that we can break up the crowd a little bit. I think he's very conscious of breaking up the crowd. Because they're not going to be happy. But let's imagine, like, well, what does Cassius say? Mm-hmm. You know, I would have liked to have heard Cassius's speech, too. So that would be a cool paper. It's like, write Cassius's speech. So here's the third incidence of this, where of these, yeah, these, these things happen where we don't get to hear what's happening, but it's important what's happening, yeah. but we don't get to hear it. Why is he doing that in this play? Yeah. Because, I'll tell you why. It just occurred to me, just yeah. in this moment. Yeah. Because in politics, everything happens behind closed doors. Yeah. It's presented as if it's transparent, but what's actually happening is is um, deals being struck yeah. that are not in our best interest. And that we don't get to hear about. And that we don't get to hear about. That's what just occurred to me. Yeah. And I was also thinking, as you were talking, of that whole thing of, like, when the president's in danger, they scurry away the vice president mm-hmm. into some side place, you know, hide them. So there's like two different agendas going on at the same time. You know, there's the, yes, let the president get out there and, you know, represent the country. But they're also like, what if he gets killed? We have to have plan B, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah, what if Bruce gets stoned by the mob? We have to have plan B. We have to have somebody else over there, you know, saying something else. But I would really like to hear what Cassius would have said because he's a very different person. Very different. And he didn't yeah. have that relationship with Caesar, yeah. right? Caesar didn't 
care for Cassius that much. Right, and we already know how disdainful he was. So his mob might react very differently. Plus, they don't have the tempering of Antony at all. They don't have the change. But it's the body. The body's with Antony and Brutus. Yes. So that's the other thing. If the crowd right. is looking at dead Caesar and all of his holes, yeah. And Cassius's crowd doesn't have that doesn't visual. Have that. It's a very different thing. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. Wow. Over, over there. Over there. Over there. <laughs> over there on CNN instead of over here on Fox News. Right. Although CNN is not the same anymore. Oh, I don't know. Whatever, yeah. Just listen to NPR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's balanced. Is Cassius NPR? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Cassius is it's really not, not NPR. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So fascinating. If you really want to know what's going on, ding, ding. If you really want to know what's going on, watch C-SPAN. I mean, it's boring as all get out, but at least you'll know what's happening. Yeah. Anyway, unrelated. I mean. Ish. Related. Yeah. Related. Yeah. Unrelated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you'll see that in these speeches, particularly Antony's speech, there's so much repetition of one word, really important, honorable. And we've talked so much about this word with Iago and stuff, you know, and how Brutus is considered the honorable one and Antony uses that word and by the end of his speech that word has lost its meaning say it say the changed. name Josh 30 times right now do it Josh Josh yeah it changes completely by the time you've said it a zillion times and also just words that we hear that just lose their power because they're repeated so much Woke. That happens a lot. Yeah, right? Oh, <laughs> it's annoying after a while. Oh, my God. So, um, and then we talked about Brutus speaking in prose. Though Antony speaks in verse, which, you know, is serving to make him feel like an elevated character. And he's also standing on a pulpit. He's above them. He talks about himself as one of them, as one of the people, as one of the commoners. This is really strategic and really interesting. Well, maybe Donald Trump should have been Antony. Yeah, right. Well, if he had wanted to model himself on someone who actually won the people. Right, but he but he talks as if he, you know, he talks about being the hero of the common man, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. And Shakespeare uses this really well in a couple of different places. When we get to Henry V, one of these days, there's an incredible speech just before the the yeah. siege of Agincourt, the Battle of Agincourt, where Henry makes himself very much one of his guys so that he can say, you're not going into battle for me, you're going into battle with me. That's what good leaders do. Yeah, shit. So, lots of stuff to look out for and listen up for. Yes. Anything to add? No. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right. So we start off in the forum, throng of citizens. Yeah. That's the mob. Who's screaming for answers. We will be satisfied. We will be satisfied. And Brutus. Then follow me and give me audience, friends. Cassius, go you into the other street and part the numbers. Divide. You take half, I'll take half. Yeah. Those that will hear me speak, let them stay here. Those that will follow Cassius, go with him. And public reasons shall be rendered of Caesar's death. I will hear Brutus speak. I will hear Cassius and compare their reasons, when severally we hear them rendered. So that was two different citizens. One saying, I'm going to stay here. The other one, 
and this is really interesting, will compare notes mm -hmm. afterwards. So severally means separately because they can't possibly say exactly the same thing if they haven't planned it, mm -hmm. and I don't think they have. They haven't had time. Yeah, there they are with bloody hands and bloody weapons. Right, remember, they have blood up to their elbows. Yeah. <laughs> they have come straight from the act. Yep. They haven't had time to say, here's my speechwriter, wrote you something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Third citizen. The noble Brutus is ascended. Silence! Be patient till the last. Romans, countrymen, and lovers, hear me for my cause and be silent that you may hear. That's like very close. Yeah. Yeah. Very close to what Antony's going to say. Yeah. He's going to turn it around just a little differently. Believe me for mine honor and have respect to mine honor that you may believe. That's a little twisted in its logic. Yeah. Starting and ending believe with me the words because, believe. Believe me because I'm honorable and I'm honorable because... I mean, it's just... Bleh. And respect me because you're going to believe me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Censure me in your wisdom and awake your senses that you may the better judge. Censure, senses. I love the repetition of yeah. sounds there. Mm -hmm. So you can... Censure means judge. So he's starting and ending with the same words or versions of the same words. So interesting. If there be any in this assembly, any dear friend of Caesar's, to him I say... That Brutus's love to Caesar was no less than his. So now he's using humans. There's a human that loves Caesar, and I am a human that loves Caesar. So it's still bracketing the sentence with mm -hmm. the same, you know, the same thing. If then that friend demand why Brutus rose against Caesar, this is my answer. Not that I loved Caesar less, but that I loved Rome more. That's a very nice antithesis there. Yeah. Had you rather Caesar were living and die all slaves than that Caesar were dead to live all free men? Again, dead, live, slaves, free. Beautiful he's doing the antitheses, same thing. right. Yeah. So he set you up in the beginning by using bracket words, and now he has bracket ideas. So Caesar alive equals being slaves. Caesar dead equals being free people. As Caesar loved me, I weep for him. As he was fortunate, I rejoice at it. As he was valiant, I honor him. But as he was ambitious, I slew him. Hmm. So notice the verb tenses. Present tense, present tense, present tense, past tense. Mm -hmm. I slew him. Yeah. So it's in the past. The death is done. We can't do anything about that. What we have to do now is decide how we move forward. There is tears for his love, joy for his fortune, honor for his valor, and death for his ambition. Ambition, ambition. Mm -hmm. Who is here so base that would be a bondman, a slave? If any speak, for him have I offended. Who is here so rude that would not be a Roman? Oh. If any speak, for him have I offended. So who in this crowd would rather be... A slave. Yeah, encumbered. And then who in this crowd was something other than a Roman? Roman what does that mean thing. to them? There's such big nationalism, patriotism that they've been talking about throughout this whole yeah, thing. What does that sound right? like? What yeah. does that sound like? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can't stand there in a mob and say, you know, I don't think that's right. They're going to tear you apart. Yep. So the mob turns into one thought. Yeah. 
be a reward for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, mob mentality, yeah, right? For sure. It's it's very overwhelming to stand in a big group and try to have your own ideas. Who is here so vile that will not love his country? See? Echoes. Hear it all. Oh, my God. Okay. If any speak for him, have I offended? I pause for a reply. So he's like, you tell me. You don't love your country? Okay, then. I'm I'm sorry. And all of them. And yeah. all of them are like, whoa, what's none, happening? Brutus, oh, yeah, they all scream. None. It says all. None, Brutus, none. Then none have I offended. So you're all okay with me murdering Caesar. We've now established this. Yeah, without saying directly, you're fine with me having stabbed Caesar. He's ascertained that they are fine. Or so they just said, I have done no more to Caesar than you shall do to Brutus. The question of his death is enrolled in the capital, his glory not extenuated, wherein he was worthy, nor his offenses enforced, for which he suffered death. All right, go back. Yeah. So, obviously, then then you're all okay with this. Now he starts to... So he set up this beautiful language with his prose, this bracketing language, and now he gets all hoity-toity uppity. Uh, so I, I did this thing to Caesar, and you can do it to me if you find that my reasons are not good. But then he doesn't explain his reasons. He says they're written down over at the Senate House, enrolled, enrolled. So the reasons for his death have been written down in the Senate House. Is that where the plebes are? No. No. Do they go into the Senate House and read shit? No. So suddenly it's like, uh, I'm not going to tell you the reasons right here. You can read them for yourself. They're not going to do that. And his uh, his glory not extenuated, so we haven't diminished any of his glory. We've written all about how great Caesar was, and yet we had to do this thing. Nor his off- offenses enforced. That means we also didn't stress how bad his offenses were. We just explained that we had to kill him for them. <laughs> it's starting to sound really fishy, right? And then Antony comes in right at that moment with Caesar's body. There must be a <gasps> yeah, because he's not even he's not even covered in a sheet, right? He's he is covered in his own um, cloak. Antony uses it very carefully to show them Caesar's body. Okay. So right now, what but the blood is at, coming through. Yeah. What yeah. you're looking at right now is his cloak full of holes covering a body. Okay. I knew okay? that. I didn't yeah. know that because mm-hmm. that's a big thing. Okay. It's a big deal. Yeah. Here comes his body, mourned by Mark Antony who, though he had no hand in his death, shall receive the benefit of his dying. So he's like, he's not not guilty. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fucked up. Yeah. That's really really fucked up. (laughs) Well, he's saying he will be free too, but he's also implying that he will get to lead also. Mm -hmm. He's not implying it. He says it right here. Yeah. A place in the Commonwealth, meaning he's saying, like you people, he's going to have the freedom of the Commonwealth, just like everyone else. But he's implying that Antony benefits. He says he benefits, yeah. Uh, Though he had no hand in his death, shall receive the benefit of his dying, a place in the Commonwealth, as which of you shall not. With this I depart, that as I slew my best lover for the good of Rome... 
I have the same dagger for myself when it shall please my country to need my death. So kill me if I do the same thing. Yeah. And I or I will kill myself. Yeah. If you tell me, if you tell me this was wrong, because the yeah, the Romans believed it was honorable to do that if that was necessary. And Um, everybody's everybody's screaming, Live Brutus! Live Brutus! Live! First citizen, bring him with triumph home unto his house. Second citizen, citizen. (laughs) Give him a statue with his ancestors. Third, let him be Caesar. Fourth, Caesar's better parts shall be crowned in Brutus. First, we'll bring him to his house with shouts and clamors. And Brutus is trying to be heard. My countrymen. Peace, silence. Brutus speaks. Peace, ho. Good countrymen, let me depart alone. And for my sake, stay here with a- with Antony. With Antony. With Antony. <laughs> Do grace to Caesar's corpse and grace his speech, tending to Caesar's glories, which Mark Antony, by our permission, is allowed to make. I do entreat you, not a man depart, save I alone, till Antony hath spoke. That's a big mistake. <laughs> well, because he thinks he's got them. Yeah. Because they're they're like, you know, Brutus is going to take all the good parts of Caesar yeah. and be a better uh, leader. Yeah. Yep. So by the end of Brutus's speech... Brutus is king. <laughs> no. Well, that's but, what it sounds like, yeah. right? They're like, okay, so we're not going to make Caesar king because he's dead. Well, we'll take Brutus because he's... Because we need a king. And we're, <laughs> pa- and we're patriots and he's all for Rome. So we're with yeah, him. We're with him. But they're not talking about, like, democratic rule here. No. They're, they they want leadership. They want, they want a person at the top. Yep. And I think this is the, as we discussed, the uh, attitude of the Elizabethan people also. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, 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 no, we can't not have a king. That, what, what, what would happen to us if we didn't have a king? And <laughs> or this, queen. Or queen, yeah. Hmm. And first citizen then, stay ho and let us hear Mark Antony. Third citizen, let him go up into the public chair. We'll hear him. Noble Antony, go up. Antony, for Brutus's sake. I am beholding to you. Beholding is indebted, right? So I thank you. And, mm-hmm. he, and he walks up. Fourth citizen. No, that's me. What does, what does he say of Brutus? Fourth citizen is Russian. <laughs> right now he is. I don't know. I don't know. He's an ancillary character. What, sure, ma- yeah, what matters what he accent has? Third citizen. He says for Brutus' sake he finds himself beholding to us all. So that's a little twisted to mean that he benefited from Brutus's action. It's like, so Brutus is letting him be a part of the whole thing, kind of thing. And Brutus is now king. Uh, Fourth citizen. For best he speak no harm of Brutus here. This Caesar was a tyrant, says first citizen. Third citizen. No, that's certain. We are blessed that Rome is rid of him. Second citizen. Peace, let us hear what Antony can say. You gentle Romans. Peace, ho, let us hear him. So. Here we go. Here we go. Now you know you know this. You first know this line. first part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. The evil that men do lives after them. The good is oft interred with their bones. So let it be with Caesar. The noble Brutus hath told you Caesar was ambitious. If it were so, 
it was a grievous fault, and grievously hath Caesar answered it. Okay, let's stop there for a second. Great. So we come to bury Caesar. Mm -hmm. Not to praise him. Not. I'm not going to go on and on about all his good deeds, all right? And this is a great idea. The good, lot, lots of times the good things that people do is buried with them. And the evil things, people talk about those for a much longer time. Well, we as a species, human beings, we do tend to have a, a, a leaning towards the negative. So yeah. we're more apt to write a negative review about a product than a positive review about yeah. a product. We're more interested in negative gossip than positive gossip. It's a thing we have. And I think that it's an, it, it's an evolutionary thing to keep us safe. Yeah. But it gets contorted in all kinds of icky ways. Yeah. So he's making that observation that we like to think about the bad things. So, okay. So Caesar's good things are going to be buried with him. Mm -hmm. And the noble Brutus, notice how he uses that, and blah, 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 ambitious. So you have two line endings. Brutus, Brutus ambitious, ambitious, which is amazing. He already launched into that just by using the line ending uh, strategically. Mm. And he's like, okay, if Caesar was ambitious, he paid the price, man. Here, under leave of Brutus and the rest, for Brutus is an honorable man, so are they all, all honorable men, come I to speak in Caesar's funeral. Honorable, honorable. Yeah. Man, men. Man, men. Hmm. Mm. Uh, he was my friend, faithful and just to me, but Brutus says he was ambitious. And Brutus is an honorable man. He hath brought many captives home to Rome, whose ransoms did the general coffers fill. Did this in Caesar seem ambitious? When that the poor have cried, Caesar hath wept. Ambition should be made of sterner stuff. Yeah, <laughs> spitting, right? Yeah. It really is. So when, when he brought prisoners of war home. Uh, the ransoms that were paid to release them went right into the coffers of Rome, from which we all benefited. Yeah. And does that seem like ambition? No, it seems like wanting the good of the country. Right. He didn't keep right? the money for himself. Yeah. And then comparing the poor to Caesar. Poor have little problems, and Caesar takes all of their problems on himself and weeps. Yet Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. You all did see that on Lupercal, I thrice... You all did see that on the Lupercal, I thrice presented him a kingly crown, which he did thrice refuse. Was this ambition? Yet Brutus says he was ambitious, and sure, he is an honorable man. I love how he didn't say Brutus is an honorable man there. He's starting to switch it as to who is honorable. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. And he just keeps juxtaposing these words, ambition and honorable, against each other, right after each other every single time. Yeah. So cool. I speak not to disprove what Brutus spoke, but here I am to speak what I do know. You all did love him once, not without cause. What cause withholds you then to mourn for him? O oh, judgment, thou art fled to brutish beasts, and men have lost their reason. Bear with me. My heart is in the coffin there with Caesar, and I must pause till it come back to me. 
Okay, so, so far as he asking them to do anything? He just wants them to mourn along with him. Yeah. Mourn, and he turns aside to give them a moment to think about what he said. Yep. He's not just going to plow on and tell them what he wants them to do. And what he wants them to think. Yeah. He's feeding them. It's true. This is clever politicking here. Yeah. He's He's feeding them carefully curated information and carefully curated emotion. Yeah. And then he's leaving it to them to figure it out. Yeah. He's going to tell them in a moment, but he's giving them the opportunity he's to process. He's laying the foundation formation. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't accuse them particularly, but he said, judgment thou art fled to brutish beasts. So people who are not able to discern and make choices are now brutish beasts. Mm -hmm. So do you want to be a brutish beast or do you want to be a, a, noble a, Roman. a noble Roman? And notice that the sound similarity brutish and brutus. Mm -hmm. And you have the repetition of bees. Brutish, beast, bear. Ooh, wow. Mm -hmm. So amazing. So citizens processing here. First citizen. Methinks there is much reason in his sayings. If thou consider rightly of the matter, Caesar has had great wrong. Love that antithesis. Rightly and wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this scene could be a nice paper idea. Incredible. You could do antithesis in this particular scene and have a, a decent-sized paper. Yeah. Third citizen. Has he, masters? Yeah. So... It's not a question mark, and I've looked at it in a couple places. So there is sometimes some editors put it as a question mark, but if you use either an exclamation point or a period, this means that the third citizen is agreeing that Caesar has had a great wrong. Mm -hmm. Has he? He sure has, mm -hmm. because he backs it up with his next sentence. I fear there will a worse come in his place. Marked ye his words, he would not take the crown. Therefore, tis certain he was not ambitious. Yeah, and first citizen, if it be found so, some will dear abide it. Poor soul, his eyes are red as fire with weeping. Yeah, meaning so Mark just, Antony. Yeah, we're just watching him weep. We should weep too, shouldn't we? Um, and the first citizen, if 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 it be found that this was done improperly somebody's gonna pay somebody will abide third citizen there's not a nobler man in rome than antony <laughs> yeah they're like brutus brutus who <laughs> but so we're not making fun of them but you do have to know that when you're in a crowd of people who are all experiencing an emotional moment together, it's hard to not go with the flow. Yeah. It's really hard to think for yourself in that really situation. Hard. Fourth citizen. Now, mark him. He begins again to speak. Yeah. Lovely use of his name. Mark him. Yeah. So, Antony recovers himself and he comes back to the crowd. But yesterday the word of Caesar might have stood against the world. Now lies he there? and none so poor to do him reverence. Yeah, so no one so lowly as Caesar now. He's on the ground. No one so lowly to be lower than him. Once mo moments ago, just yesterday, he was the highest, highest, highest. Mm -hmm. Oh, masters, if I were disposed to stir your hearts and minds to mutiny and rage, 
I should do Brutus wrong and Cassius wrong, who, you all know, are honorable men. I will not do them wrong. Keep going. Okay. I will not do them wrong. I rather choose to wrong the dead, to wrong myself and you, than I will wrong such honorable men. So, honorable, honorable, honorable. He uses the word wrong six times in those few lines. What does he think? Wrong, 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 wrong. This is wrong! Right. So, if I was... Um, if I wanted to um, get you going, if I wanted to pump you up to mutiny and, and rage, then I would be betraying Brutus and Cassius, who are good people, right? right? I would, of course. I would do no wrong to them yeah. because they are honorable men, and I won't do them wrong. I would rather wrong the dead. Who's the dead? Who's Caesar. sitting right there? The right? lowly Caesar. So to not do Brutus and Cassius wrong is to wrong Caesar. So mm-hmm. we're setting that up. And we have the word wrong six times. Mm-hmm. But here's a parchment with the seal of Caesar. I found it in his closet. Tis his will. Let but the commons hear this testament, which, pardon me, I do not mean to read, and they would go and kiss dead Caesar's wounds and dip their napkins in his sacred blood, yea, beg a hair of him for memory, and dying, mention it within their wills, bequeathing it as a rich legacy unto their issue. We will hear it! Read it, Mark Antony! So, It's kind of similar to Caesar refusing the crown in a way, is it not? Boy, Antony knows how to play the crowd, He sure do. Doesn't he? He sure do. Offer the crown. Cool. Big, big staged moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Show them the will. Now, wait a minute. (laughs) Because later, in Act 4, Scene 1, he says, Hey, Lepidus, go to Caesar's house and get his will, and we'll read it. So this, whatever he is waving here, in the the will. Because, A, he didn't go home to Caesar's house and find it in his closet. He came directly here with the body. Correct. So this bullshit, whatever he's waving in the... He knows that common people can't read. But it's also... So here's another prop. Yeah. And he is... Oh, he's so clever. He's really clever. Yeah. This politicking. This, this, I'm going to lather you people up. If I was going to lather you people up. No, but I Which I'm not doing. Right. Right. Exactly. As long as I say I'm not doing it. But I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm then okay. y'all take responsibility for that. I didn't make you that way. Yeah. I didn't say anything bad about Bruce and Cassius. I said they were honorable. It's crazy. So, he and he's like, uh, if you only heard what is in this paper, but I'm not going to tell you. And they're all like, well, shit, we got to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody screams, the will, the will, the will. will we will hear Caesar's will. Antony, have patience, gentle friends. I must not read it. It is not meat. You know how Caesar loved you. You are not wood. You are not stones, but men. Yeah, remember the first scenes? You stones, you blocks, that the Flavius and Morellus called them. How dare you? And being men, hearing the will of Caesar, it will inflame you. It will make you mad. Tis good you know not that you are his heirs, for if you should, oh, what would come of it? Yeah. Oops, did I say that out loud? (laughs) You're his heirs? What? Caesar was rich. Oh, my God. And he left it all to us? Yeah. Wow. Okay, Russian fourth citizen. Read the will. We'll hear it, Anthony. You shall read us the will, Caesar's will. Anthony, 
Will you be patient? Will you stay a while? I have o'ershot myself to tell you of it. Whoops. Should I have said Whoopsies. that? Whoops. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> right. I fear I wrong the honorable men whose daggers have stabbed Caesar. I do fear it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that amazing how now the word honorable means people who stab people? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Incredible. And there, and even the citizens are saying, read the will, read the will. And he says, will you be patient? Will you stay a while? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's really using words so purposefully and incredibly here. Yeah. And the fourth citizens, citizen, citizens, he's split personality. Sure. Right. <laughs> they were traitors, honorable men. The will, the, the will. testament. Yeah. So honorable men, my ass. Yeah. So now the word is turning into something ugly. Yeah. Second citizen. They were villains, murderers. The will, read the will. Antony. You will compel me, then, to read the will? Yeah, so again, he answers with will, will. Mm -hmm. Then make a ring about the corpse of Caesar, and let me show you him that made the will. Shall I descend? And will you give me leave? Come down! Oh. <laughs> Several citizens, come down, come down! Second citizen, descend! Third, you shall have leave! Fourth citizen, a ring, stand around. First, stand from the hearse, stand from the body. Second, room for Antony, most noble Antony. Okay. Nay. So this is where he says, I'm going to be one of you. I'm going to descend from this lofty position and join you. Um, yeah. So he says, uh, oh, oh, I'll read it. But first, why don't you look at the guy that made it? Amazing redirection there. Right. Yeah. Because there's nothing in this scroll I'm holding. Yeah, it's a bullshit <laughs> piece of blank paper. Nay, press not so upon me. Stand far off. Several citizens. Several Stand back. A room. A bareback. 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 Oh, wow. Oh. That's exciting. <laughs> no Trojans there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Antony. If you have tears, prepare to shed them now. Wait, can I ask though about this? Don't press, don't don't come up next to me. Remember Casca saying, God, they stink. They all smell. <laughs> Their breath is horrendous. Ah! Right? Anthony's probably feeling that too. He's like, can't breathe. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. You all do know this mantle. I remember the first time ever Caesar put it on. It was on a summer's evening in his tent. That day he overcame the nervy, nervii, nervii. <laughs> that day he overcame the nervii. <laughs> just, you know, some other people. Yeah. So he was victorious. Yeah. Look in this place, ran Cassius's dagger through. See what a rent the envious Casca made. Through this, the well-beloved Brutus stabbed. And as he plucked his cursed steel away, mark how the blood of Caesar followed it, as rushing out of doors to be resolved. For Brutus, as you know, was Caesar's angel. Whoa. And turned into a devil. So, is he showing them the body yet? He's showing them him the stabby marks. Yeah, in the mantle. So he is using props. Props. 
really well also. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, yeah, will, will, whatever. But look at his cloak. <laughs> <laughs> and and this hole was made by so-and-so, and this hole by so-and-so. How does he know? He wasn't He there. doesn't know. And and he first got this beautiful cloak the day he was victorious over these whoever cares people. Nervy. Right? Yeah. 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 And yeah. And, and Brutus stabbed him right here. And Whoa. as he and his, pulled out his his dagger, blood came gushing, gushing forth. Out. Oh, he's making pictures, painting incredible pictures. And Brutus was Caesar's angel. How could he do it? How could he do it? Yeah. Judge, oh you gods, how dearly Caesar loved him. Brutus. Yeah. Right. This was the most unkindest cut of all famous line. Yeah. For when the noble Caesar saw him stab, in gratitude more strong than traitor's arms, quite vanquished him, then burst his mighty heart. And in his mantle, muffling up his face, even at the base of Pompey's statue, <laughs> which all the while ran blood, great Caesar fell. Good. Who did the common people love? In Pompey! The first yes. And Pompey's statue was running blood because Caesar was being killed right at the foot of it. Mm. So whether you loved Pompey or you loved Caesar, either way. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. Yeah. So notice who's noble now. Is it Brutus? No. No, it's Caesar. <laughs> yeah. It's Caesar. And what killed what killed Caesar? His heart exploding from the pain of being stabbed by yes. his angel. Ingratitude, ingratitude. His son. Yeah. 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 I'm sticking with that. And so then he covered up his face with his thing and he just fell down at the base of Pompey's statue. Yeah. Oh, what a fall was there, my countrymen. Then I and you and all of us fell down, whilst bloody treason flourished over us. Oh, now you weep, and I perceive you feel the dint of pity. These are gracious drops. Kind souls, what weep you when you but behold our Caesar's vesture wounded? Look you here. Here is himself marred, as you see, with traitors. Dun, da, da. <laughs> now he's like, you were crying just to see his cloak. Now look. And he pulls it off. Caesar's vesture was his raiment, his garments. And he's, and he's talking, weep, weep, weep. We hear a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Big crafted drama here. And here's the body and the first citizen. Oh, piteous spectacle. Oh, noble Caesar. Oh, woeful day. Oh, traitors, villains. Oh, most bloody sight. We will be revenged. Revenge. About. Seek. Burn. burn fire. Kill. Slay. <laughs> Let not a traitor live. Stay, countrymen. Peace there. Hear the noble Antony. We'll hear him. We'll follow him. We'll die with him. Good friends, sweet friends, let me not stir you up to such a sudden flood of mutiny. They that have done this deed are honorable. Yeah, and by now we know that that means something entirely different. different. And and who, who we first hear it used as something different from a citizen. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't me that said it. Yep. I didn't say it, yep. says Antony. Notice also how he uses the words countrymen and friends mm-hmm. over and over. We are one. We 
fell down with Caesar, and right? And they have done this, this deed. This thing. Yeah, so now it's us against them. Yes. We also know how this is used because yeah. we see it every day in our own media. Okay. Uh, what private griefs they have, alas, I know not, that made them do it. They are wise and honorable and will no doubt with reasons answer you. So I don't know why they did this shit, but they're smart and they're honorable and they'll tell you their reasons. Eventually. They wrote them down somewhere. In the... You know that Senate other place House, where you where never you don't think, you go. Can't, you can't go. Yeah. yeah, it's not like it's not like our country where these are the people's buildings. It's not the same thing. And we'll no doubt. And I'm I'm sure they'll get around to it at <laughs> some point. <laughs> Letting me know. I come not friends to steal away your hearts. I am no orator as Brutus is, but as you know me all, a plain blunt man that love my friend and that they know full well that gave me public leave to speak of him yeah mm. they knew what they were doing <laughs> i'm or just they should I'm have just, known i'm just a blunt i'm just I'm a blunt just man a, they yeah. underestimate him notice the words friends 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 yeah i'm just like you you guys know me mm-hmm. we party together man i'm i'm just i'm a guy yeah i'm a guy i'm just a dude and i loved my friend and they know that, which is why they allowed me to speak. Yeah. I am no order, so. <laughs> which is so hilarious. That's yeah. like Othello. Right. I don't know. I don't speak well. I'm not a good speaker. And meanwhile, yeah. he's got beautiful, beautiful language. language. <laughs> but he's also trying to imply that Brutus, you know, crafted his speech, whereas I did not <laughs> at all. Which is also true, though, because you can't go into a long speech thinking, I've got 40 lines. You, you're learning you know you're learning what you want to say every time you breathe right but so is how clever is antony to be yeah. able to put this shit together yeah out of his head yeah right what does that tell you about how shakespeare thinks of Ant- of anthony's mind yeah antony is he's a brilliant guy whether you yeah. like him or dislike him and in the beginning, we heard him described as someone who loves plays and fun things and running naked through the streets. You know, like we didn't have an opinion of him as quite a statesman. He was a soldier, right. you know, before. And now we're getting quite a different picture. Uh, for I have neither wit nor words nor worth action nor utterance nor the power of speech to stir men's blood. I only speak right on. Right on, my friend. Right on. <laughs> but interesting, right? Wit, words, worth. I, yeah, the woo, woo, woo. And he does have wit and words and worth. So it's interesting. Uh, I tell you that which you yourselves do know. Show you sweet Caesar's wounds, poor, poor dumb mouths, and bid them speak for me. But were I Brutus and Brutus Antony... There were an Antony would ruffle up your spirits and put a tongue in every wound of Caesar that should move the stones of Rome to rise and mutiny. Well, mutiny! Amazing. (laughs) Last word. Mutiny! Right. I'm not here to stir you up. But the last if word I of was, my speech. If I was Brutus. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm not Brutus. But yeah. if I was Brutus, I would get you all riled up to mutiny. Yeah. Ruffle up. Ruffled up. <laughs> <laughs> Rouse you to anger. And I love that he ends on that word and they just pick it up and run with it. Mm-hmm. The citizens. Well, Forget it. There's no controlling mutiny. them now. Yeah? Yeah. 
First citizen, we'll burn the house of Brutus. Third citizen, away then. Come, seek the conspirator. Yet hear me, countrymen. Yet hear me speak. Peace, oh, peace. Hear, hear Antony. Antony. Most noble Antony. Why, friends, you go to do you know not what. Wherein hath Caesar thus deserved your loves? Alas, you know not. I must tell you then, you have forgot the will I told you of. Uh-oh. <laughs> so he's already got them riled up, and he's just going to add fuel. The will is true. Let's, Let's hear it. it. Let's hear the will. Antony, here is the will, and under Caesar's seal, to every Roman citizen he gives, to every several man, 75 drachmas. <laughs> And I put the note, Andrew Yang. A thousand dollars to every citizen. Universal right? income. <laughs> yes. There we go. <laughs> S- second citizen. Most noble Caesar will revenge his death. Oh, royal Caesar. Antony, here. Oh, uh, wait. Royal. royal. Royal Caesar. So they're like, well, shit, he should have been king. <laughs> Everything yeah. backfires. Mm-hmm. Antony, hear me with patience. Peace, ho! Antony, moreover, he hath left you all his walks, his private arbors and new-planted orchards. On this side, Tiber, he hath left them you, and to your heirs forever common pleasures, to walk abroad and recreate yourselves. Here was a Caesar, when comes such another. Yeah. So he left you his gardens, and you can all walk in them. Forever, your children and their children, and you can always use them. Recreate, like enjoy, like recreation. Mm -hmm. Common pleasures, that means public pleasure grounds. And when comes such another Caesar, first citizen, never, never, (laughs) come away, away. We'll burn his body in the holy place, and with the brands, fire the traitor's houses. Take up the body. Go fetch the fire. Pluck down the benches. Pluck down forms, windows, anything. Yeah, so benches, constructions, whatever, they're going to pull the whole fucking town apart. Yep. And, and out they go with the body. Now, So now it's like the body is like literally a, you know, the metaphor for the, the whole process being taken off with the common people, right? It's in their hands now. I, I ain't do nothing. nothing. They're going to go set Caesar up and burn him and, you know, send him up to the gods. And then they're going to take... Those sticks from the pyre of Caesar and go and burn Brutus's burn house. house. Right. Now, Holy crap. Antony, now let it work, mischief. Thou art afoot. Take thou what course thou wilt. He knew exactly what he was of doing. Of course he did. Of course he did. Of course he did. So now how do we feel about Antony? Yeah, he's a scheming little... Yeah. Smarter than Brutus, though, I think. Yep. How now, fellow? Sir, Octavius has already come to Rome. Where is he? He and Lepidus are at Caesar's house. And thither will I straight to visit him. He comes upon a wish. Fortune is merry. And in this mood will give us anything. I heard him say Brutus and Cassius are rid like madmen through the gates of Rome. He like they had some notice of the people. How I had moved them. Bring me to Octavius. So Brutus and Cassius are fucking hightailing it out of town. They're being chased by the crowd. Yeah. They're just shy of tar and feather. (laughs) Like, whoa. (laughs) 
<laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, maybe they heard something about my speech. That's why they're leaving. <laughs> Guess Cassius's speech didn't go too well either. Well, you know. Even without the body of Caesar. I'm sure he said things like, we had to do this to protect you for Rome. Yeah. But then they or maybe notes. Cassius being a little more fiery, he said, you know, Caesar was a jerk and we <laughs> killed him because he was a jerk. <laughs> and let me tell you about that time we were swimming over the Tiber. <laughs> we couldn't even fucking make it. <laughs> Weak ass jerk. <laughs> and right? then they all compared notes and then they were. Yeah. And then they were like, uh, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. This, this is a nope. Antony, Antony, Antony. Yeah. Who's Caesar now? Oh, not the Brutus. I'm not the Brutus. All right, so um, yeah, so I I actually, as as much as I don't don't know the play except that I've seen it and obviously didn't um absorb a whole lot of things about it, reading it is making me like this play a lot. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, um, and this scene really. What's the word I want? Shivered me timbers. Shivered me timbers. (laughs) That's the word. That's not what I wanted, but you know what I mean. Really? Fired me up, got me excited? Yes, because wow. Yeah. Well, I love the oration. It's incredible. And the the turning of the spirit of the common people. Amazing. Yeah. And that it happens again. Every single time Trump has a rally. Oh, what? (laughs) Uh, Politics sucks ass. Does. That doesn't mean you shouldn't vote because because we need you to vote. If we're ever we, the collective we, humanity, are gonna survive this phase we're in, yeah. we all, people our age, people your age. Older people than us, younger people than us, we all have to believe that we personally can make a difference and that if we pool our resources, we are powerful. They don't think we're powerful because, well, I shouldn't say that. They do think we're powerful and they're terrified of us. They know that if we ever looked at one another and instead of fighting each other, fought together against them, they'd be shit out of luck. And they know this, which is why they tell you you're powerless, which is why they tell you you can't possibly have hope and that you can't possibly affect change just you, little you by yourself, which is bullshit. You can, but you need to organize. You need to commit. You need to um, be informed be informed and then we need to build coalitions of people who don't want to be cogs in the wheel of the powerful we want to be you know our own people and make our own way and not be told that you know it's our job to recycle our recyclables and maybe that'll save the earth because the people who can fucking save the earth are the goddamn corporations telling you it's your job to recycle when they continue to pollute yeah okay i'm off my soapbox (laughs) that's a twofer Woo! all right (laughs) all right I'm Aaron. And I'm Diana. And this is Fox Shakespeare, Julius Caesar. This is political Fox Shakespeare. Fox politics. Fox politics! Yes. Yes. Okay, bye. Bye. For additional fun shit from Fox Shakespeare, 
You can head to our website at fckshakespeare.com. Or find us on Instagram at fckshakespeare. If you are enjoying this podcast, you could support us for as little as 99 cents per month. Just click the support button on the page on Spotify or Anchor. Tell your friends. 